welcome in on another instant reaction episode in the movie buffs podcast my name is tyler valencia i'm gonna be going through the equalizer three now it was a movie packed weekend for me i saw two movies in theater and i'm trying to still think of what i'm gonna do for the second one which was the movie that ron my co-host was in and um, you know with that being a movie he was in and uh right now there's currently still the uh, actors and writer strike it's um and he's not allowed to record podcast content in that nature um i'm trying to think of something creative to put out there for the movie cassandro because it was an inspirational movie it was something that i know the majority of people listening to this podcast will enjoy so we'll come back and and uh, circle back to that and we'll, we'll figure out something to do with that but i did see on last friday the equalizer three and it was a movie that uh, i got some interesting perspectives on in this episode i think i think some things that people listening people that go to the movies frequently or enjoy action movies that have been coming out i think they'll be right in line with what uh, you might hopefully be thinking but before we get to there, thank you for, for listening to the Movie Boss podcast. I know that there's a lot of options out there for movie reviews, movie blogs, all that kind of stuff. So taking the time to listen in and hopefully uh, share this with a friend. If you ever miss a part of your episode or maybe you just want to listen to it on your computer and you don't have Spotify or you don't have Apple Podcasts, whatever that might be, you can always check out our YouTube channel, subscribe, and listen to our episodes. So getting back to the Equalizer 3 and something interesting that I saw prior to uh, seeing the movie in theater was how there was a tweet shared of when Denzel and Dakota Fanning were first on the red carpet together and then now together on this last movie, The Equalizer 3. I thought it was a pretty cool tweet just to see the years in between and seeing uh, two great actors, actresses uh, come together for a photo like that. Now, a little history of The Equalizer. In prepping for this episode, I personally started to rewatch the first one. I couldn't tell you what happened in them prior to rewatching them, which... I don't think it speaks negatively of it, of any of them. I All I remember is, okay, they were all enjoyable. They're all fun to watch. And I take it more as there's a lot of content coming out these days. But I thought it'd be fun to read up on the Equalizer. I know it was based on some type of content prior. So I went over to the Wikipedia page and I saw that the with the eight, 1985 version, the TV series, uh, they claim that the new movies are loosely based on this series. Uh, I'm going to read you word for word what it says, uh, a paragraph about it. So The Equalizer is an American spy thriller television series originally airing on CBS from September 18, 1985 to August 24th, 1989. So about four year run there, which was co-created by Michael Sloan and Richard Lindheim. It starred Edward Woodward as Robert McCall, a retired intelligent agent with a mysterious past who uses the skills from his former career to extract justice on behalf of innocent people who find themselves in dangerous circumstances, while sometimes also dealing with people from his past in covert operations who want to pull him back in or settle old scores. And 
I included that in this episode because when I read it, when I first read it, I was like, hmm, that's pretty much what happened in The Equalizer 3. That a lot of those same themes, same kind of uh, storylines that uh, a simple paragraph of a Wikipedia, it, you know, goes into so many different areas. So I thought that this last movie, The Equalizer 3, it really, uh, I'll say, I don't want to say it suffers because it's it's definitely watchable and I'm going to get to my recommendation at the end, but transitioning here to uh, uh, a kind of take on it that I call it a John Wick effect. And this is now getting into something that I think people listening might find pretty interesting. And this was part of my walking out of the theater action. And don't take it as walking out because it's bad. So when you first walk out of the theater and you're thinking that you still got all the scenes stuck in your head, you're thinking, oh, okay, what did I think about that movie? Did I like it? That's my walking out of the theater reaction. And I called, I said this to my wife that I feel like it suffers from the John Wick effect. With John Wick, every single movie, I mean, they pop those babies out one after the other. And in each one, and even the director talks about how can we outdo the last one? How can we make even more action? How can we try to level up everything that almost audiences these days are looking for that in every movie that comes out, not just with John Wick movies, but every single one that has to do with somebody that is settling scores or somebody that's extracting justice. They're looking for that next level action. So I think that this movie is one that kind of suffers from that because people want more. They want intensity. They want these insane action sequences. And I kind of thought this one doesn't need it. I thought it was kind of nice that this movie, it's not like it's a, a realistic movie. I mean, could any of this happen? Maybe. And I'm just oblivious to it. And I'm not in the underground world of what happens. But I mean, it's not the most realistic thing, but somebody that doesn't need a special uh, suit to take bullets. And I mean, that's the joke that I made was how in John Wick, yes, it's super fun. And I, and John Wick 4 was one of my favorite movies of, of the year, but I mean, he literally takes a gazillion bullets to the chest and to his suit and yeah, just keeps going, just keeps fighting. So it's nice to watch a movie where if, the main character of Denzel's about to take a bullet to the head. He's dead or to the chest or whatnot. And that's part of the movie and where he lands, where, where he is and how that all sets it up is that he is a human being that can be injured. So I call that the John Wick effect. I thought that with similar kind of characters that want justice, that are beating people up, that are just so badass you kind of think, and you probably compare them. And I think that it doesn't need to be compared in some instances. Feeling inspired by host Ron and Tyler? This episode of the Movie Buffs podcast is brought to you by the YouTube workout channel, Time to Train Fitness. With all things YouTube, it's free. Jump into a bar class, crank out a cycling workout, or pump out a strength session. Everything you need to work out for free at home. Check out the description and subscribe today. You heard the promo about Time to Train Fitness and you're thinking, how do I get some dumbbells? There's really only two products that I recommend when it comes to at-home fitness. And one of those are the Core Home Fitness Adjustable Dumbbells. If you're already following the YouTube workouts, these are the dumbbells that I use, me, Tyler, and you've probably seen me adjust them between the weights super fast. 
along with adjusting quickly, they go from five pounds to 50 pounds and feel great in the hands. Head to the link in the description and grab yourself a pair. You have the free workouts on YouTube and will now have the dumbbells to help you reach your fitness goals. Moving on here, let's get to some background with the with the Equalizer 3 and cast and crew. Now, director is probably the a director that you didn't know he was doing the series or that he was a part of it. Antoine Fuqua, if you've seen Training Day, Southpaw, or any of the Equalizer series, he's a pretty big director. I mean, Training Day, classic, Southpaw, probably a relatively newer-ish movie that uh, you've seen in the last 10 years. All good hits, all good action movies. And sometimes, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I wanted to throw in King Arthur for uh, this podcast episode, but King Arthur is not the best movie, but got to say it anyways. Uh, he's a director that I enjoy his movies. Are they the best ever? I mean, other than Training Day, maybe not, but um, yeah, it was nice to see a movie from him and Denzel do work well together. Cast, already mentioned Denzel through this podcast, and if you don't know who Denzel is, Stop listening to this podcast. Uh, Dakota, <laughs> Dakota Fanning is in this. And I got to pre-apologize. These next names that I'm going to mention, they're Italian names. And I'm going to make an Italian comment in just a second. But uh, Andrea Scarduzio, uh, Remo Gironi. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure that there was a little more emphasis. There should have been placed in certain areas there. Uh, Eugenio Mestrandrea. And then David Denman. Uh, the last one's not. But uh, Italian name, and um, it's not a joke that I'm making about uh, those, these Italian names, but I think it was actually nice to have actors that you didn't know who they were. And this is a little hit at uh, a recent movie that featured Italian actors and actresses and some de-aging that they did on certain actors. And the first thing that comes into my mind is, uh, do they not make or are there are they are there? Is there a shortage on Italian actors and actresses? Can you not cast any other ones? So it was nice, in my opinion, that there were some unknowns. That for, no, no, unknowns from my side, I'll say. I'm sure that they are actors and actresses in their own right, and they're probably in movies that I've never seen, but I just had to throw that in there. Let me give you the IMDb summary for this one. Robert McCall finds himself at home in southern Italy, but he discovers his friends are under the control of local crime bosses. As events turn deadly, McCall knows what he has to do, become his friend's protector by taking on the mafia. So that summary right there is pretty spot on with it. And I'm sure that you might think it's generic. You might think that, oh, I've seen a million movies like this. But, uh, you know, Denzel, the story, it's got ups and downs. And I thought it was just a, a good movie to watch. Again, you're not going to get home and be like, go and jump on, to, on X and jump on Facebook and be like, this is a movie everybody has to see. But it's, it was a fun watch. It was entertaining. It was a reason to go to the theaters. And I think that that transitions nice into my next part about the story, how it's nice to have a pretty self-contained movie. Yes, there are callbacks to the previous two and i had to watch a couple things on youtube to be able to understand them but there's no metaverse there's no surprise cameos there's nothing that you're like oh i've been waiting for this person to come into this series it's just nice to have a movie that you it plays finishes 
and you're not thinking, okay, how they're in a world build off of this. And I'm not trying to say that I'm sick of that. I'm not trying to say I'm, I have superhero fatigue or anything like that, but it's always nice to mix it up and just see something that, okay, yeah, I, I enjoyed it and uh, I'm happy that I went and saw it. For this specific movie, this Equalizer 3, I liked the story arc. I liked that there's inner struggles for the main character. There's pieces of him wanting to move on. There's him pieces of him, you know, that he is having to live with his past actions and what he's done. And I, now that I'm, you know, recording this episode and thinking out loud with it, I liked the part about the mysterious past. I liked that, I mean, in this movie, and this is, not that big of a spoiler, but he there's a conversation that he's having with somebody and he didn't he never even flat out says that he was with the CIA. And I know that there's parts in the movie where they're trying to like, where, where does he come from? What's his background? And, you know, that mysterious angle of it, it's it's fun. It's something that uh, it's a the, it's a common theme throughout them. Now, I think I already mentioned already in the in prepping for this. I watched probably like 45 minutes of the first equalizer. I didn't watch a second one and I can't remember what happened in that one. Um, but I like, there's a common theme that is played throughout it. The wanting to protect others, wanting to be that one, that person that stands up for those that need help. And I think everybody enjoys a part of it. One of the pieces that I wanted to throw in this episode that is and I gotta say this is a compliment. It's not a, um, it's not a shot at Denzel at all. It was about how did Denzel move, and I'm not sure how much of the movie was Denzel doing any of the stunts. I didn't look it up, but there are some in pretty intense fight scenes. And comparing Denzel to other people in that age bracket, he definitely moves well for his age. And Denzel's getting up there. I didn't know this. Denzel is 60 years old, 68 years old, 68 almost 70. And he looks fantastic for his age. So comparing him to even the equalizer, the first one, uh, there's an ob obvious difference in his appearances, but it's great to see him in the movie, him acting, him on the screen. I mean, who doesn't like Denzel? So just throwing that in there in this episode about, yeah, you could tell he's older, but 68, I would have guessed 68, even though when you start to jog your memory, like, man, how long has Denzel been around for? Yeah, okay, man, 68 makes sense. So Denzel moved well in it. Recommendation, watch it. I think it's worth the watch. I think it's worth the time. In the theater, I'm sure many people will not go for this one. I think that that's one of the um, topics that I've you know, thought about with, with ticket prices, People not going to the movies as much and why, you know, Oppenheimer and Barbie, I, you know, I don't like talking about Barbie, but um, why those movies were great for the box office and seeing the theaters packed. I don't think that this is one that will pack the theaters, but it's definitely watchable. It's definitely if you have a Friday, Saturday, date night, whatever it is, and you're thinking, uh, what, what do you want to do? Do we want to go see Equalizer 3? Yeah, go watch it. If you're going to wait for it to come out on whatever streaming service, okay, I'm sure you'll enjoy it then. It's not one that, you know, you need IMAX or you need some huge screen for, but it's definitely a watchable movie. I'm going to leave us with a question here. I want to know what your favorite Denzel movie is. And there's a lot out there. So let's hear what, 
hear what it is on your favorite social media platform. Leave us a comment with your favorite Denzel movie. Let me know that you listen to this episode. Thank you as always for listening to the Movie Bus podcast and these instant reaction episode. And I will catch you in the next one.